he cared about his kids too. He took care of that Win Callum Field down there. Jay, so what a loss that was for Ferris. Yeah. But let's talk about positive things. So you went to Central yep. after you graduated. You got married and had three children right away. Or yep. So uh, you reside in where? I live in Wayman, Beale City. Yeah. So then, uh, so then you got into coaching right after college. Um, right around. Well, it wasn't directly right after, but soon after, yes. Why? Why did you do that? Give back. Um, okay. I had Jim Novar was my baseball coach at Chippewa Hills. Okay. Um, and you know he always talked about giving back to your community and giving back to. So I started at Chip Hills. Actually, I was an assistant coach for five years. And then uh, the baseball job, the JV baseball job at Beale City opened up, and I got that job, and then I took over the program the next year. So who was your hero as far as a mentor? They could go either way as a hero or a mentor in your life. Who, who installed in you what you are today? My parents and my grandparents. Okay. Um, right. My mom and my grandma and grandpa. We lived right across the road from them growing up. Um, so my grandpa was a big part of you know, building and yeah. taught me some life lessons when I was really? growing up. Oh, yeah. So uh, that was your mother's dad or your dad's dad? My mom. Oh, what was her maiden name then, your mother? Wood. Okay. Oh, you, you're from, you're related to the Barrington Woods? No. Oh. They're, my grandparents lived in uh, Wademan. Oh, you grew up in Wademan? Yep. Okay, good. So, uh, so they were, but then as you went into coaching, who did you look up to then? I mean, where, where did you get it? Was Does it come from the inner... Because not everybody's a good coach. Where, where do you think it comes from? I mean, your desire or somebody instilled in you? I think it's the relatability. Um, that's something that, and, and I'm sure Bob can say the same thing. Is you know, we try to. We're we're not about. And people say that you know maybe I'm crazy in this, but it's not about the state titles. It's not about the wins and losses. It's about building character and, and life lessons. Um, that's something we talk about all the time. Wow. Oh yeah. Well, anyway, Bob's being that said, what talk about your history a little bit. You grew up in Pine River. I did, yes. Uh, three small towns up there, Tustin, Leroy, Luther. Um, played a lot of Little League. You know, it was kind of unique because each little town had their, had their own uh, team, so we would play against uh, the kids that we eventually would join up in high school and play with. Um, uh, there's a little town called Bristol between... Uh, Tustin and Luther and Bristol was always dominant in Little League and uh, I played for Tustin and gosh I know we can never beat those Bristol boys <laughs> uh, good times up there yeah played, I played baseball, football and basketball you know enjoyed whatever sport it was at that time that's the sport I liked the best so did you have some pretty good uh, players playing with you at the time did you guys have a district title up there or anything like that um, sport? in baseball we won uh we made it to regionals uh, three of the four years I played in uh, basketball. We always we had good seasons, but boy, we always ran into good teams. Uh, McBain. Uh, <laughs> they were well. Actually, back then McBain was class D. Oh. We were C. Um, but yeah, uh, my senior year we played Farwell, and they had an incredible shooter. I played back, believe it or not, before a three point line, but this kid was knocking down shots. I swear it was. Like Caitlin Clark from the from the logo, but they were only worth two back then. But oh my gosh, we couldn't stop that guy. Uh, they were good. Um, football, we were we were just average. Well, how about who was your greatest mentor or hero in your life? Well, like Brad, it's it's family. Uh, 
grew up watching my dad uh, uh, a coach all those years. Um, like he said, even grandparents going to, going over to grandma and grandpa's house, hitting the wiffle ball, uh, things like that. Lifelong memories, and just kind of echo what what Brad said. It's kind of what draws you into coaching is is the relationships with the kids, and and it's not the wins and losses. It's, it's the preparation. It's trying to mold them as a team, and and I think part of it is you're a competitor. If, if, I, most coaches I know that are, are the good ones are they they want to compete and they want to get the best out of people. Who uh, now? What are you coaching at Morty Stanwood right now? Right now, just girls basketball. In the past, I've coached uh, baseball, and uh, oh, I, I did help out with football this year as well. So I've, I coached football with Clark Hunty and uh, back in the '90s, early 2000s. Uh, did some baseball under Ron Ford. Took a break from that when my kids were growing up, and then I got back in and was the varsity baseball coach for a while. Now um, I switched. I've been back and forth between boys and girls basketball, but mostly girls throughout the years. Um, my my uh, daughter graduated, and I had a younger son that I wanted to watch play, so I was going to resign and just watch. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, one of my good friends, you probably know him, Josh Bull, was our varsity coach, decided to come up to Big Rapids, uh, take an administration job. So that left our boys open, and so I decided, you know, I'm going to be at the game anyway. Might as well, might as well jump back in and coach the boys. So I coached while my son was there. Uh, did that for a little bit, I think five years, and then got back into the girls. Boy, it takes a lot of time of your life, doesn't it, Brad? Absolutely. Huh? Yes, now, it does. Which we appreciate in this community. Cause we, I think I look at every student I ever asked, I said, who, who was the greatest teacher you had? And I guarantee 80, 80 to 90 that played sports. And I asked these right. athletes. And almost everyone will say a coach. Coach meant more to them than any teacher they ever had. Not that our teachers don't do a great job. Their influence on children, don't get me wrong. Then they do. Absolutely. But something about you coaches that build character more in these students than anything else in their life, it seems like. I mean, Brad, I tell you what, I've talked to a lot of people, and I know people from all over the United States and Africa, (laughs) and they'll all tell me that Brad Ancliffe is one of the best coaches they ever had, and they just loved you. And, and the reason I asked him this was I was waiting for that first one to say that you were a piece of bleep. Because I can't say that word, can I, Bob? No, you can't. Thank but you I very much for not saying it. How about you, Brian? I've shunned you all morning. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Oh, I want to ask Bob one more time. Bob, you had some state championship with the girls, didn't you? I uh, won. Yep, back in 2012. What Was that because you had great athletes or was that pure coaching? It was zero coaching, all athletes. Was it? Yes. You admit that, but you are a good coach. But it is, if you got the right horse, you can win the race. Exactly. A lot but, of, it's the athletes that decide. But you do have to get it out of them, don't you? You do. You do. Because, you know, over That's in Big Rapids here, back in my day, we had some great athletes, but they didn't have the heart and they didn't have the desire. They had all kinds of talent. They could have, and I ain't mentioning no names. That's what it comes I'm down one to. Of, huh? It's heart and desire and passion. It does, doesn't it? You've got to have that. And that little, uh, little, I shouldn't say little, Riley Vinix from Big Rapids right now, he's got the heart of a great athlete. Yeah. But mm-hmm. we'll talk about that maybe another time. Mm-hmm. But anyway, getting back to you, so what was it like, the feeling you had, because not every coach wins a state championship? No, it's it's pretty special was to it make that th- run get down Christ- to the Breslin. Breslin, yeah. Yep. yep. Who'd so, you play? Uh, we played a team at our Gross Point. Gross Point Leggett. Wow. Uh, and they had Miss Basketball uh, that year. And she ended up going to the University of Michigan. So, obviously, she could play. 
Right. I think she put up 43 on us. <laughs> and All we right. still beat them. So now I'm going to go back into the memories. Who was your starting five? Well, uh, I had Elise Stark at the point guard position. Uh, her dad is Lenny Stark. Uh, yep, I know him. Coached in Everett, didn't he? Uh, he was from Everett. Chippewa. Now he, he's a teacher at Chippewa Hills. Right. He actually was my assistant. Knows a lot of basketball. Credit him for a lot of things that we got to do that year. Um, great guy. Uh, his his daughter was point guard. Um, you know Gary Cheeseboro? Uh, yeah, real well. Yeah, his daughter. Uh, oh, really? Was a junior. She started. Uh, she was the only junior that started. Uh, I had Bailey Karenduff. Uh, I know that name. Yep. And, she could uh, shoot. She could shoot. She, was, <laughs> she ended up going to Bowling Green to play yep. and then went back to, to Grand Valley to finish her career. Uh, great player. Great person. Great dad. And they all were great people. That was, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a whole different show. <laughs> yeah. um, Lexi Hunty, Clark's oh, yeah. youngest daughter. Uh, great community person now. Great. Got great. a bunch of kids. Yes, she does. Married a great athlete. Yeah. Well, we ought to have some good ones there, but go yeah, ahead. Yeah, we hope so. Yeah. yeah. And Alyssa Nelson, uh, her dad's a Dave? teacher. Yep, Dave. Dave Nelson. Dave real well. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So we had great families, great kids. Yeah, you did. Um, and that was that was a lot of fun that year. Boy, what was the record that year then? 28-0. Oh, wow. not 28-0? Yeah, ran the table. Oh, That's my awesome. Lord. Hard to do. How did you keep... Yeah, it is. Now, the next question, how did you keep them focused? Because, you know, I mean, you take a good horse, eventually they're going to get beat because they get overconfident <laughs> or what, and they think there's nothing that compares to them, and all of a sudden you get... You must have... Uh, you must have been a heck of a coach that year. Yeah. Like I said, they were... Well, they, they were, were kids. They were great kids. But they're kids. But they are. But, boy, they, they just... They, what was they the closest knew. game? Huh? Uh, probably in the regional final. We, I knew it was going to be a tough game. We had to go down to Kent City. They have an awesome program. Uh, Scott Carlson, who's assistant coach now at uh, Ferris, was the coach. And he had a daughter playing. And I, I kind of projected that that's maybe who we were going to run into. And I know he had scouted us... <laughs> 15 times throughout the year. So we both knew what each other were going to do, and it came down to the, to the last minute. Melissa uh, Nelson put a, put a bucket in underneath, and uh, we won by two. Wow. Yeah, and that was actually our closest game. What, was, the, the, it, what was the final score then? In the uh, oh, in the final score, I think it was 62-57. We hit a couple free throws late. It was a close game. Mm-hmm. 57, yeah. but that one girl scored 43 at yeah. the 57. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all right. I watched that game. Yeah, wow. I do well, everybody did. Everybody was yeah. cheering for Morley Stanley. Yeah, absolutely. But that's what it's about. Yeah, is yeah. you know you might have your rivalries between the schools in the area, but when it comes down to it, if one of them is going to the state final, everybody else is going to be there to support them. I think that's what's so important about where we live. Yeah. Hey, now my next question is: So, Brad, how many years have you been coaching? Cool. Jeez. Um, 25? I don't think I spent that much. Probably close to 15, 17. So what is the difference? Just a question to both of you. What's the difference from coaching 20, 15 years ago to this day? Are the kids the same? No, they're not the same. Um, but also, I'm not the same. Um, when I first started coaching, I was a lot more demanding as far as, you know, doing things right, um, working every day stuff like that which these kids still do um but it's you you have to there's a i don't want to say a lot more hugging but there's a lot more there's better ways to get things across um 
And truly, I, I, the kids know that we're in their corner and we support them. And, and um, previously, yeah, I was, I was loud and I was a barker. And um, especially last year, this team really taught me that you don't need to do that. These guys are going to show up and they're going to, they're going to work really hard every day. Um, and when you start to show the maybe the frustration a little bit, they see it and they get frustrated as well. So the, the biggest thing that I took from last year's team is I said enjoy it because um, they had been down to the finals the year before and I watched the, the state finals and semifinals and I didn't feel like they enjoyed it. Um, and, and I told them, I said, look into the crowd. You're going to see people that you probably, A, you don't know, but B, that you won't see again for another 10 years or if we were fortunate enough to get back here next year or the year after that or whenever. What sport are we talking about now? Baseball. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, but yeah, that's the biggest difference is, you know, there's, it's, it's not coddling. It's just the way you approach things. But Beale City traditionally for how many years now has been great in baseball? <laughs> well, unbelievable. They were time. even back in the eighties when I played. I know it. Um, their first state title was 93 and then we won it my third year coaching. Um, so 2000, I can't remember. We were back to back. Yeah. We won at 13 and 14. Man. But they've, they've been competitive for a long time. Man. I know. I actually joked and when I took the job at Beal. I said, I got sick of getting beat by you guys. So I thought I'd come over and try, <laughs> right. try the other side. Right, yeah. Because um, when I was coaching at Chip Hills, I mean, we we had some good teams. And Beal always had our number, it seemed like. Well, you know, uh, we're, uh, we're only 35 miles from there, mm-hmm. right? And so when they do go to and achieve what they've achieved, we're proud of it that we're even their neighbor, aren't we, Brian? Right. We well, do. and there's a young man on their team whose dad is a, a big Rapids guy, too, Rick Smith. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Rick Smith's boy is one of his players, right. a senior yep. going to Kent State. Kent State. Yep. Right. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. I saw Rick here not too long ago and updated me on all that. Yeah. Rick coached a little bit over there, didn't he, right now? He actually, him and I have coached together. We did travel softball together for a long time, and he helps with the little league programs and stuff. Well, your girls, let's talk on that for a little bit. You have three daughters. Do you have twins? I do have twins. That's what I thought. Pretty good, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, And I have nothing in front of you, folks. (laughs) Nothing in front of me. But it's how much I respect Brad and his family. I appreciate it. So your three daughters, you have to be proud as heck of them. Talk about them a little bit. Uh, My oldest daughter graduated from Michigan State. Um, She just... uh, is you know living in uh, Sanford Meridian and doing very well for herself. Um, the twins, one's at uh, Lansing Community College right now, and she actually is. I got to give the plug, go dogs, because she just uh, signed her NIL. She's going to be at Fair State next year playing softball. Um, my other daughter is going to transfer to Central Michigan and, and finish her degree there. And is she sports or no? She was. Um, she had some shin, uh, shin splint issues, oh, so yeah. she was. She actually signed to play at Lansing Community as well. Um, but after trying to, you know, do some right. running and stuff like that, she had some pretty severe issues with her. Is shins. your oldest daughter teaching then up there at Stanford? No, she actually um, works at the courthouse and okay. over there. So. so she was a pretty good athlete too, right? Yeah, she was so, a cross country runner. She could run. I, I, I don't okay. know how she did it. But. <laughs> well, now they all went to Beale City too, right? No? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So, did they go to districts or anything like that during their tenure? Um, the, so, the last year that my daughters were at, I'm sorry, their junior year, we won a district championship in softball. Okay. Um, but we won the Highland and stuff like that, which is our conference that we play in. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, so. You gotta be pretty proud of them. Oh, absolutely. Brad. Yeah, absolutely. turned up. Even though you're their dad, that you they've overachieved <laughs> coaching. Uh, yeah, you were you hard on him, Brad? Um, yeah, my wife and I have numerous conversations about that. Um, how <laughs> well you, know, you shouldn't you you and it's my daughters understand it. Sometimes, you know, I think we're a little harder on our own kids because we have expectations and they know those expectations. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, they you know they get the hugs just more than anybody else. And the, but I'm a, and I'm kind of like Bob in the aspect of you know we're going to be gruff, but we're going to be the first one to pat you on the back and give you a hug and say great job. Yeah, I know. I watched you, but and they're they're beautiful girls. I may say they look like their mother. Thank God. Thank goodness. But did uh, they obviously dated? Mm-hmm. Now, how were you to the boys? What uh, I'm I. I felt like I was pretty good. Um, yeah. They they both are, you know, all three of them. Um, my oldest daughter's married. Oh, okay. um, And her husband, my son-in-law, he's a great kid. I mean, the only thing I ever told him, treat my daughters right. Because oh, if bet. you don't, daddy's going to come out. You know? <laughs> Big as you are, that's why I wondered how the hell I wouldn't have had the guts to date them. <laughs> come to the door and look at you and say, whoa, I'm staying here they for all, dinner. They all, knew me. they all knew me before. so I You mean, coached them probably, eh? Um, I coached, um, no, I did not actually because um, Paige, the youngest daughter's, her boyfriend played track, ran track, played track, yeah. um, and played football. And then... Um, Nally's boyfriend was baseball, but I was doing softball at that time. And then I did actually, my oldest daughter's husband, um, I coached him in the summer. There you so, go. And I think that's kind of how they met. They met at right. Michigan State again, but I think wow. coaching. Well, so we're going to interject here for a just yeah. to remind everybody, you're listening to Curry's Hot Stove League here on uh, B1039. And uh, Pat, just in case people just tuned in, now uh, let's go around the table once again. Well, we got Brian Miller's my co-host. Uh, everybody knows Brian. He's running for sheriff again, so we're going to need your vote this fall. August primary, along with some other great Americans running. Look at your post time and make sure you're there. Actually, you can vote right now. But anyway, then we got Brad Ancliffe, a Hall of Famer from uh, Beale City area. Grew up in Wademan, uh, went to Chippewa Hills, was a great baseball player in his day, and uh, probably still can swing the bat a little bit. But more importantly, he's a great father, and uh, I love to hear the stories of uh, families. And, you know, uh, you only are what you produce, and he definitely has achieved that goal. He's produced three great ladies to be great Americans. Bob Raven comes from an outstanding family. Uh, I've never known him throughout the years only by reading about them and hearing stories about them, but... He's a Hall of Famer, too, I'm sure of it, because, uh, well, I mean, when you go to a state championship and keep girls at a 28-0 record for that year, it was just unbelievable. I don't think there's too many uh, schools in the state of Michigan or in the country that can uh, say that they attained that goal that Bob has. The only bad thing about Bob's got that he has achieved that goal. He probably should have retired the next year and said, I went out <laughs> the state champion coach of all the girls. But anyway, we're very proud to have all three of these guys are on, and and uh, Bob, uh, let's talk about your family a little bit. How many siblings did you have? I had an older brother. Uh, unfortunately, died of leukemia way too young. And I've got a younger uh, sister who's a lawyer up in Cadillac. Mm-hmm. And then uh, mom and dad still alive? Yep, doing well. Wow. Still, still live up in the Pine River area. And then how many kids do you have? I have two. I have a, a daughter who's 26, uh, graduated from the University of Michigan. And I have a son who graduated from Michigan State University, so kind of a split family. Wow, yeah. yeah. What do they do now? Uh, my daughter's actually working for the school. Uh, she, When she went to school, she thought she wanted to be a doctor. Uh, got to U of M, decided, you know, I don't want to go to school that long. Uh, she got a biology degree, 
So we're fortunate enough to have her at school right now working for us. Uh, she's coaching a little bit. We're trying to get her into the coaching. She's she If she chooses to do that, she will be an outstanding coach. Well, she got uh, the blood. Uh, she's, she's, got the, she's got the brains that I don't have. <laughs> now don't count yourself yeah, short. I know it. Uh, and my son is uh, he's living at home right now. Just graduated from Michigan State thinking about going to Chicago. He got a degree in communications. Um, but that's one of the things I'm proudest of. Got to coach my kids, and like Brad said, it's it's unique. Um, I was never really dad when I was coaching. I was coach, and um, probably was harder on them than others, but they had the they had the mental that they, they could take it, and uh, it was, it's tough, you know, uh, coaching your kids. Where do they fit in on the team? Uh, my kids were, were hard workers. They weren't necessarily the stars of the team, but they uh, they uh, bought into what we were doing, and it was a lot of fun to coach them. What What would you have done if you wouldn't have took this line in life? What What do you think you would have been? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, I think I would have probably got a gas station to be grabbing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't take much education. <laughs> uh, I'm always telling my wife, well, I, I got great ideas for business ideas, and she shoots every one of them down. Cause really? They're, you know, they're goofy, but I don't know. I, I went into business education. I actually uh-huh. taught some some business classes, so it's kind of intrigued me. Um, so we respect what you do as well. Well, you know, I tell you what. If, if you if you look at uh, coaches, uh, majority of you guys could be very successful business people because you know how to make relationships, and that's what it's about. Yeah, positive. For you and you, you got to make sure that person feels good about winning every day in life. Yeah, and you guys do that. Brad, what would you have done? You think? I have no idea. Um, I went to when I graduated from Central. I, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I did my uh, internship and in probation, um, so that's why I got into that. Um, and then I was fortunate enough, I actually work for Renee Kent at Riverview Elementary right now. Um, you know, and I have great, great coworkers there. Um, um, probably education, honestly. Um, that's what I started with. Um, and then I sat through a class one day and I went, oof. I was in the high school and I thought, man, I don't know about this. <laughs> so I started with education and then I switched over to the social worker, social work degree. Yeah, you've done a great job there. I know. I sure miss you. You guys used to all come in the station. Yeah. That was years ago, though, yeah. with you and Emily and John Sacco. And, yep. Well, you guys, you know, uh, we speak about uh, in the town right now, uh, you know what's going on. You know, I mean, there's arguing over this point. You know, and I talked about on the show yesterday a little bit about that. Now, you guys definitely as coaches have seen that on teams where you got so-and-so ain't getting along with so-and-so. So now to win this game that we're about to play, we got to get these guys united to go on and win this game. Did you ever have that problem in your teams? Or have you guys always had a team that gelled so well you never had any uh, animosity or jealousy of, towards other players? What, what are you doing something like that? Well, I've been really fortunate. I mean, we probably had some of that, but the kids usually work that out themselves. If, if it comes to me, then it, it's usually pretty major problem but it it's been you know in my years of coaching um and i think coaching wise you gotta you gotta start you gotta build that right from day one and try to nip that stuff in the bud and everybody's gotta you know there's only one ball in basketball and baseball and right and you have five kids out there so you gotta learn to play together right part but i mean like sounds like that seventh guy he's sitting on the bench 
You know, I mean, yeah, you it, got it. Still, it's all a team. Everybody makes. Brad, go ahead. Well, and that's the buy-in. You know, I mean, ultimately, we have kids. I mean, I'm sure Bob had kids on his teams that the nine, ten, eleven that probably didn't see the court. I have twelve. I'm fortunate to where I can have ten players play. I mean, I don't. Basketball is tough. You only hit five on the court, so. I have, you know, when you only have 13 kids on the, the team, it, uh, I get 10 of them, I can DH somebody and get them in the game. So I can, you know, kind of keep people happy that way. Um, the biggest, we've done a lot of just not bonding, but just sitting down and talking. Um, right. There's a lot of that that people don't know. I mean, we've, and, and that's something that we did a lot last year of just let's have a conversation. I mean, this is not, it's, I'm the head coach. This program isn't my program. This program is your program, whoever, you know, the previous players program and the kids that are coming through. How do you want this program to be? You know, we have team rules. I mean, we don't, you know, the hat's on forward when you're on the field or in the parking lot. Once you get in your car and you drive away, you can do what you want to do. You know, we don't, there's a lot of lot of rules, you know, they have to contact me and inform me of not being at practice. Don't tell Jimmy to tell Johnny to tell me. Um, you know, and it's an expectation of we're a team. Um, yeah, I mean, not everybody gets to play all the time, but the kids buy into it because they still get a voice. I mean, when we meet, we meet as a team, and we talk about team, I wouldn't say issues, but, you know, what do you feel? You know, they get a lot of saying, I make up the lineup, and they might not agree with it, but, you know, ultimately when we meet, the next week and talk about how the week went, they get a say. Whether I like it or not, they can tell me what they want to tell me, and I'm not going to hold against them I, because ultimately if these kids don't have a say in what happens, you're going to have, may have more issues. Brian? And this goes, no, it, this is the same way I tried to run the sheriff's office is, you know, where I preach uh, family and team at the sheriff's office. Everybody looking out for one another, picking one another up, holding each other accountable. Uh, not bad, bad mouthing the other guy, trying to be there. Um, it's no different. And I think one of the big things, you know, obviously I haven't coached at the level these guys have, but uh, coaching like I have on the bus trips, I would always make a uh, make it important to me to sit with each of the kids on the bus on the way and talk about expectations in the game and visualize and be, you know, so that we're on the same page together. And I think you, you ask a lot of these kids what, you know, one of the memories of uh, sports is the bus trip sometimes. I can tell you, going to a Catholic school, I know, remember dang well sitting there and the coach sitting with you or doing the rosary on the way to the game, you know. Um, just, I think that's just so important. How about, you know, uh, Bob uh, coaching how many years? Yeah, 30 plus. Okay. So, any aspiration on going to college? Have you ever thought of that over the years, or just are you content where you're at? I'm pretty content where yeah. I'm at. Yeah. 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 I mean, if that opportunity ever came up, and I'm getting pretty long in the tooth, mm-hmm. um, I might consider it, but no, I'm pretty content where I'm at. Yeah. Big different league. How about you, Brad? You're, you're, you could have probably uh, been sought after from some colleges for uh, yeah. your winning your football like you're doing baseball too yeah more for baseball than okay really i i mean i still have a a, another job to do so right and that's that's what pays my bills um yeah i mean 
I, I don't know what Morley gets, but it's you know basically by the time I spend my pay for gas and I buy kids food or whatever it is, I mean, right. you don't you definitely don't coach for the income. It's not it's not that. Even even some of the college jobs that that um, people I've been talked to about, they don't get you know. All right. So no, not saying that. How come we got thousands of teachers that are great teachers, but, and I know only so many of you can coach, but there is, it's very, very minute uh, number of coaches. What separates you guys from a normal teacher? What do you, what do you think it is? Because you're good athletes? What, I mean, I, there's I, a lot of teachers that never coached that were great athletes too. But what, what do you think probably, it is? Probably not having an outstanding wife that uh, allows. I mean, <laughs> I seriously. That. Sure. Um, my wife is, is, we talk about coaches' wives. Right. And, and, yeah. and it's, the coaches talk about that. My wife, you know, it was when we're traveling and I'm yeah. at baseball or I'm at football. And um, at one point I was coaching all three sports. I was coaching football in the fall, girls basketball in the winter, wow. and baseball in the spring. I did it two years and I couldn't, that was too much. But... Um, my wife Lisa is, is. There's a lot of, you know, me walking, getting, a, sending the text and saying I'll be home in 15 minutes, and she knows that that could be an hour. Yeah. Um, and you know, so she's our wives, our families. I mean, my my daughters. Um, uh, the commitment that they gave me to be able to coach boys. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on one field, and my oldest daughter, who was playing softball as well, um, she was on another field playing. You know, and it's it's huge. We talk about our commitment, our family's commitment to us coaching is beyond anything that we do. Well, on top of that, mm-hmm. Andrea coached for you guys were both coaching. Yeah, yeah. You she know, so his wife Andrea years, and she's still coaching basketball some too. So yeah, so to be yeah. both at the same time. Our is, kids saw a lot of gym time, a lot of field <laughs> oh, time. I didn't know that. Yeah. What's your wife's maiden name? Uh, Watrous. Where's she from? At? She's from Leroy area. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. So she coaches where? Uh, she coaches at Morley Stanton. She's, she's a teacher down there, yeah. Uh, yep. She was the varsity uh, was girls the coach for a, f- a number of years. Yeah, yeah. they had a good run. and then But it's in the blood, isn't it, though? Yeah, Once you get is. that ability and going, it just, it's in your blood to go coach, isn't it? Oh, for sure. I yeah. think I think we have, I mean, Bob's been to the state championship game. I've been one and I've been there fortunate enough. And right. it, but it's, for us, I think it's not the, the, the state championship, it's seeing these guys. I, I remember last year when we won it in baseball. I stood in the dugout, and I was just, I was a mess. Because I watched these kids, right. that their dream for since 10U, 9, whatever, yeah. was to win the state championship. And they had reached that, that goal or that dream. And it was, it's super, it's fun to see that. And, you know, I'm hoping that we get another opportunity to do that and watch these kids celebrate on the field after they win. I got to tell you one quick story about Beale City Baseball. This uh, rep I had from, I think it was a doesn't matter, Melt Company, Behrman's. Anyway, Mark was his name. You probably knew him. He was from Beale City area. Very much involved with baseball program or the little guys. And my little uh, Matt and Adam played baseball. And Kurt Dabowski and Jeff Schmidt from Ferris Football back in 94-5 probably it was. And we had a pretty good team. Real, actually, we were very proud of our team. Jeff Schmidt was a hell of a football player at Ferris back in the championship days and, and Kurt Dabowski. So they knew how to win. So I got those two to coach for me. And I got scheduling the program who we played. And I'll never forget, I invited this Mark. Mark, I was talking to him. He was my salesman. I was talking about how good a baseball team. He goes, oh, you got a good baseball I think it was from Shepard, actually. Now I better 
correct myself, doesn't matter, it was from that area. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, well, how good do you think you are? And I said, well, we haven't been beat. He goes, well, we'll come over and play you. Mm-hmm. And I said, what's that mean? He goes, we got a, we got a hell of a program. I said, really? I think it wasn't real. But anyway, so he brings them over here. And uh, I'll never forget, they, our boys went up to bat and swung three times and came back and the end of the day, our tails between our legs. Said, we gotta get back. These guys were good, and they end up being right yeah. into the. Well, um, and it, it might have been Shepherd because there was a year or two that, like, when we won it in uh, thirteen and fourteen, Shepherd won it as well. Right. So Shepherd, the one year, their three Isabella County schools were down playing for the state championship in oh, baseball. That's awesome. Right. Mount Pleasant, yeah. Shepherd, and Beale City. It might have been. I can't remember. I, I think it was Beale. Though. But uh, the reason I say Shepherd, because I remember when Adam played baseball at, uh, for the Cardinals, they had a pretty good team back mm-hmm. then. You know, we were very competitive. And we went over to Shepherd, and we found out what competitive was all about. Those guys were like pros over there. But throwing. that's what you have to do. I mean, yeah. we, we talk about it all the time. Our schedule this year, um, Last year we lost. The only loss we had to a Division Four opponent was our first game of the year. Um, we play up. I mean, I know yeah. Bob plays up. Yeah. When they, oh, these yeah. kids, they, and that's another reason why I think when we get to the tournament run, um, I feel like we're more, we're a little more successful because the kids have played tough competition. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, our schedule this year, we, we play Okemos, a Division One school. We picked up, you know, Palmer Westphalia. We, we play tough competition. And I know, you know, in talking to JT, he's doing the same thing. And just trying to play up and play better teams. And, you know, it, it doesn't mean a lot. I feel like it does. Um, but no, it does. It yeah. Does for sure. Well, once again, we got Bob Aldridge here in the studio this morning. I know we're kind of going on a little goes by so fast we could talk all day and brian miller sheriff we're, we're, bob we're raven format. we're all sports actually we're all pat all the time brand 24 7 but you know uh, <laughs> we got a big game tonight i know you guys are aware of it uh cardinals are playing the coyotes up there in reed city does that work for the that's for the conference championship yeah that's a conference that, tournament uh, no, yeah, that's yeah. What, okay yeah 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 it's not the district eh? no that starts next week for the boys okay so our league uh the top four teams uh Face off and uh, Big Rapids oh. won and Reed City won, so now they're going at it for the for the league uh, tourney champ tonight. Oh, and, next, next and then the MHSAA starts next week for the boys and the following week for the girls. Mm. Okay, so, well, thanks for confirming yeah. that. But I, it's still I, a big game and a big oh, rivalry. Oh yeah, oh yeah, big it's rivalry. a big rivalry. You know, uh, Brennan, you know Brennan Walsh very well. Yeah, boy, he's a heck of a coach, turning them people up and reaching. But Brad, you touched on something that uh, Brennan has done. And that has gone down to the lower leagues yeah. and told them this is our program, buy into it, we can win. And I, Reed City has just over uh, achieved what they were going to do this year, I yeah, think. They've anyway, done very well. Yeah, they yes, have. And they have. you know, it's something about you guys and Brennan, I put him up on that uh, league with you guys, great great people with, with great blood in you and the, and, uh, the championship uh, blood that you have in them. I mean, Brennan, uh, to me, I, I wished he could have stayed with the Cardinals, but I, unfortunately that didn't work out. But that's another matter, and we'll talk about that on our next show, maybe, uh, Brian. That would be a good show, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, maybe we'll have you two back here. But anyway, uh, what else can uh, you say about your lives or about your uh, the children today? I mean, you know, everybody says the kids are lazy, the kids are this. I don't see that. I, I see a lot of uh, good kids out there. You know, uh, it's only Absolutely. takes one bad apple in the barrel to spoil it all, and that's kind of happened in our world today. But... Uh, the other thing I wanted to uh, ask you is, if you look at uh, uh, what you've done to uh, the, the diversity between people, uh, how do you get people to connect back 
that are fighting amongst each other. We have that in our community right now, and I really am saddened because uh, there's nobody that I hate. There isn't. Some people have disappointed me, but my God, we got great people on both sides. What, what do you say to them, Bob, to get them back together? I mean, what? Get off Facebook. What's that? Get off Facebook. Yeah, that would help. <laughs> uh, you know, kids are kids. Uh, they've got a lot more technology that in front of them today. But um, the, the bottom line is there's still kids growing up. And, and it starts with parents. It really does. Yeah, I right. think uh, we've had some great, great parents' uh, involvement down at Morley Stanwood. And uh, it, it is, uh, it's tough. They, they got a lot of stuff they can, they can pull them away from. Uh, athletics or, or, or whatever. But. You know, I'll tell you what, I'm good at interrupting. You yeah. can't tell me how to interrupt. Now, I'll tell you, just this being said about parents and stuff, the Hunty family, Yeah. what overachievers they are. You know, my hat's off to Clark and his wife. That Tyler Hunty, he's up and coming an entrepreneur here in Big Rapids. They've got out on the limb. They're buying businesses. They just bought the uh, CK's place yep. down there. I went down for their Valentine's dinner they had down there on a Wednesday, uh, Valentine's Day. And uh, they're just really nice people. And that, uh, like them or not, I love them to death because if you look at Alexis and you look at her sisters and the brothers, I think there's three of them, yep. they're all good Americans making America better. They go to the grindstone every day and work. It's a pretty simple life, isn't it? It is. They're grounded. Is. Yeah. Huh? They're grounded. Yeah. I mean, just I just wanted to say that about the Hunties. I just think the world of them. And he was a great coach. Yes, he was. Hunty. Yep. And yeah. We're, we're, good, we're good friends, and I watched those kids grow up. And yeah. You guys traditionally have had locals be your coaches, haven't you? Look yeah. at Ron Ford. Yep. He, he grew right up there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And he was probably, is he a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. In baseball, he is, for yeah. sure. Yep. And then he got you, not very yeah. far from Morley. Right. Yeah, uh, and then mm-hmm. you got Brad over there, and you know, Brad, I wanted to touch. Uh, I knew some people that knew your dad, and they said he probably did. He have records in school of track. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, they said that he was probably the fastest guy. He grew up in Barrington. Yeah, yeah. And, and I know Hansons and all those guys over there. Mm-hmm. Of course, everybody knows Williams. But uh, I always behind every good athlete, there's blood. Mm-hmm. There's blood in there. And your dad, I guess they said that he just. Oh, what an athlete. Fast, very fast. Yeah. But anyway, that being said, Bob, we've kept everybody here too long probably, haven't we? <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah. That's good. What's your favorite song, Bob? Oh, that's putting me on the spot. No, that's right. Brad, think about it. Yeah. Huh? Be Humble and Kind. What uh, What do you guys play? At, uh, we can't play those songs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you ever try to listen to the warm-up songs the kids play nowadays? No, I don't want to listen to that. No. 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 But uh, we're going to leave us, leave us with a song. Brian, what else? Finish it up here. What do you think? Yeah. It's been a great show, I think. It's been a great show. I knew it would be when we reached out to these two. Yeah, um, you know, when, after our first show, I thought it was successful, and I thought these are the next two guys that I thought would uh, be uh, give a lot of information and be worthwhile to have on. Any uh, lot of experience. that you're both great parents, any comments on being a great parent to the parents out there listening today how to raise their kids? Oh, I don't know if I'm going to tell anybody how to raise your kids, but no, how to you do yours? Communication. Yeah, and you that's go. thank you. I mean, we're we're open. I mean, my daughter's probably telling me too much, um, you know, but which is good. Just communication. I think that that communication can solve a lot of problems. How old should a kid be to get his first phone? Oh, I don't know. 
I, we, we wait 32. <laughs> there you go, Bob. Thank you. It's about the truth. And how old do you think they should be to have their phones taken away? I'm old. I think oh. my phone's about ready to be taken oh, away. Take how about you, Brian? Uh, I, my kid didn't get his first phone until he was 14, like going into high yeah. school. We did, I junior, think we did junior high for the fact yeah, that 14. On the bus. Because, yep. I mean, just communication kids. with us more, and it doesn't need yeah. to be anything special. Exactly. Right. Well, I'm trying to stay off the radio just for two seconds here. I want somebody to say something. No, uh, I love uh, I love America, and I know you guys do. You've been passionate about America, and I really appreciate you what you guys have done for our area. Because if it wasn't for you guys, we would we'd have a lot of kids in trouble right now. And you know, I always tell everybody, even if you're the 15th guy, you'll learn more in that sports program than you will at any educational institution in your life. Right? You learn well, communication, teamwork. Steve Lover and I just had this conversation. He was leaving about uh, the life skills that people learn from playing organized sports. And I think I've spoke, said this in the past. In my profession, I can tell you, I can point out the individuals that didn't play team sports growing up because it's, it's they're, they're all individual about themselves and not what works best for us as a team. Yeah. It's very obvious. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you only play up to eighth grade. No. But you're learning something in that eighth grade. I remember I was telling Bill Shibe this morning, uh, we had Jim Walls for a football coach at St. Mary's, and we had a pretty good team. And, and whenever we lost, you know what he made us do? Get on our stomachs, crawl on our elbows, only using your elbows, not your legs, the 50-yard line and back. And our parents sat there and watched us. Well, you know what? I remember that. Yeah. Huh? And it didn't kill me. Nope. I still hate the SOB, but I'll tell you what. <laughs> no, but i tell you what, you guys made a big influence on a lot of kids. I know that. And then the next time, I would love to have a player of yours come back and we could talk about where they're at oh, in life and why they're where idea. they're at. Yeah, but Brian is thought of you too, and I'm glad he got you both on here this morning. And I hope everybody out there that is listening has maybe learned something from what Bob and Brad has said this morning. And if not, uh, you had. I hope you enjoyed the conversation, Bob. I got. Right. I do have yep, something. Yeah. Uh, with baseball, Major League Baseball is going to be starting. So that, this is my favorite time of the year. You got March Madness. You get through the winter, and then you got baseball starting. There's no better time over the next four or four weeks. I think uh, five weeks that uh, we have. Yeah. And I think the Tigers are going to surprise some people this year. Let's hope. Yeah, the Tigers. And then uh, one other thing, Bob, uh, as a closure, tonight the Coyote, Coyote Cardinals go at each other tonight. Please refrain from what you're thinking about saying. Because remember, there's somebody always filming you up there in the stands, right? Yeah. So don't be hollering obscene things tonight. Coyotes are great people up there. I love people in Reed City, and I love people in Big Rapids. Be respected for both teams. Thanks. And we got uh, Ferris playing tomorrow. Oh, yeah. They're playing Grand Valley. Who are they playing? Grand Valley. No, not Grand Valley. They're playing Allendale Tech. Uh, Shibley informed me this morning him and his daughter are going down to Allendale to the game. And in my simple mind, I thought he was talking about Allen Park. I said, who in the hell's in Allen Park playing a basketball against Ferris? He goes, Allen, Allendale. I said, who's Allendale? He goes, that team, you know, the team down by Grand... He does not say Grand Valley. It's like the team from Ohio. <laughs> no, it's, like, okay. it's like the team from Ohio. Oh, yeah, my so Lord, I love him. Ends, right? Yeah. Okay, so they're, oh. they're taking on the devil. And then no, uh, no, Ferris Satan Hockey's himself. home this weekend, oh, too. Oh, my Lord. Ferris Hockey's done. home this weekend with Northern Michigan, who's uh, a good team, so... 
All right, when's that, Brian? I interrupt. Friday and Saturday night. I think right. it's Friday at 7 and Saturday at 6. Then basketball, Grand Valley tonight. Yep. Uh, and tomorrow night. Tomorrow. Oh, the earth, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh. Then how about high school hockey? You guys going in the tournament? Uh, we are down. We have our uh, regional semifinal against East Grand Rapids <laughs> Saturday at 7.30 down at Southside. That'll be good. Which is in Byron Center. So. Yeah. Well, okay, Bob, we're going to wrap it up. All with, right. Uh, Thank you very much. Oh, I know what song I want you to play. I, 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 uh, I put it down on my notes here, Bob. Let okay. get to it here. This will be about 30 minutes. So <laughs> oh, Johnny Cash, yeah. Rugged Old Flag. Okay. Boy, that's a good song, old Johnny Cash, huh? Sums up in the world today, huh? Uh, yeah, let me find it. Give me a put second. Put that on there. Yeah. Oh. Not the pit bull. Yeah. <laughs> Not no, the pit bull. Yeah, right. <laughs> no. Bob likes the pit bull. Oh, yeah, no. I introduced you guys to now. <laughs> Seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. I got I, I, I to gotta do this. So hold on. Yeah, that's right. Give me a second. Do Brad, anything else? else? No, thanks for having us. Oh, God bless you. I'm, uh, yeah, thanks for what you do. No, I'll. You're, you're just a gas station guy. No, you're not. You're a lot more I than love that. people. I tell you what, I love them. You know, I uh, I love it when people pray for me because I say they're answered. I'm living a good life. God's yeah. God's granted me a great life, you know, and I uh, had a, a great ride so far, and I just can't believe I'm 70 years old. But uh, what I've endured is unbelievable. I should have been gone a long time ago. But I think I live my life like every day might be the last one. Because look at your brother. Yeah. How old was he when he passed? Uh, low 40s. Yeah, and yeah. that's sad. Yeah. I had yeah. uh, five, my best five friends that I ever had are all gone, and the oldest one would be 48. And uh, yeah. the first one left in second grade in a tragic car accident down there in, in Devil's Curves. You know where they call it Devil's Curves? South of Morley? Okay. That yeah. was Devil's Curve. Wow. That was back for the highway and that, that S-curve in there. And mm-hmm. there used to be a restaurant on the right-hand side. Yeah. My dad and I used to go down there on Friday nights to pick cars up. Really? People were head-ons, you know. They, everybody yeah. had to pass right on that curve. Yeah. And unfortunately, Johnny never made it to school. Mm. But, uh, yeah, life goes on. So we, uh, God bless America, Bob. 